All right, it's the Keeve to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Red Sox 5-2 to on Wednesday night at the stadium to sweep the three-game series from the Red Sox, winning both games of the doubleheader on Tuesday, winning on Wednesday night. They are now two games ahead of the Red Sox in the loss column in the wild card race. The A's lost late on Wednesday night, so the Yankees are now ahead of them as well, and they have sole possession of the first wild card spot. Certainly, that's not the goal here. The goal is to win the division. The goal is to chase down the Rays, who have a five-game lead over the Yankees, but we'll get to that later. On Wednesday night, Andrew Heaney, who I've destroyed on the podcast, on Keep to the City, on Keep to the City blogs and Yankees thoughts, everywhere, destroyed him. He was horrible in his first three starts as a Yankee. Horrible. 15 innings, 15 hits, 15 runs, eight home runs, just awful. And the Yankees giving him the ball on Wednesday night made no sense. When you look at the Red Sox numbers against him, especially Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez, and Xander Bogarts took him deep in the first inning on an 0-2 pitch to the opposite field second deck, which is pretty ridiculous, uh, but that was it. That was the only run. And when Andrew Heaney is giving up first run, first inning home runs, you start to have a bad feeling, uh, but that was it. He ended up going seven innings, two hits, one run, two walks, four strikeouts. A great performance for Heaney. A great performance. Now, when the rotation's at full strength, I don't want him anywhere near it. I don't trust him five days from now when he gets the ball again. But on Wednesday night, the Yankees got what they needed from him. An outstanding performance to hand it off to the bullpen that was rather shaky. Uh, But the Yankees held on to win. And they held on to win because Zach Britton looked like Zach Britton in the eighth inning. A perfect eighth inning from him. A strikeout, some ground balls. He looked great. And then they go to Aroldis Chapman in the ninth, who hadn't pitched in 13 days. Didn't need a rehab assignment. Didn't pitch in a minor league game. Just went right from not pitching to pitching uh, against the Red Sox in the ninth inning of a four-run game. And he was awful. Just awful. He only recorded two outs. Gave up two hits, a walk, a home run. Threw 20 pitches. Only 11 of them for strikes. Yeah, just struggling to find find the delivery, find his release point a little bit. Um, you know, stuff was a little bit down, and um, you know, and and obviously getting up over twenty pitches there. I just, just, you know, I just thought it was a little bit uneven for him. Obviously, he was bad, and I don't trust the role of Chapman. I never have. He, even this season, when he was going as great as he did, you knew at some point he wasn't never going to keep that up. So you knew at some point we'd get the Aroldis Chapman that sort of given the Yankees fans a lot of heartache over the years because of how suddenly he loses it, can't find it. And the first pitch he threw the night sailed high above Gary Sanchez that he caught. The second pitch was a strike, and the third pitch went to the backstop, and then right away you're like, he doesn't have it. You know when Aroldis Chapman's going to be on. You know. He's just launching the ball as hard as he can and hoping for the best is sort of what he does at times, and that's what he did on Wednesday. And he was brutal, brutal. And I knew Aaron Boone was going to wait. I tweeted it. I said, I would take Aroldis Chapman out now. That was after the home run to make it 5-2. But I said, I know Aaron Boone will wait until the tying run comes to the plate. And that's what he did. He waited until the tying run came to the plate with two on, a 5-2 game, tying run at the plate, one swing could tie the game. And then he went to Lucas Lickie. And Lickie got the ground ball they needed. Andrew Velasquez makes an outstanding play just to stop the ball, gets up, awesome throw, Anthony Rizzo, awesome scoop at first. And that's a play that if you don't have Rizzo, if you don't have Velasquez, if Glaber Torres and Luke Voiter in the game, that's that's not the end of the game. The Red Sox score a run, 
Now the go-ahead run comes up to the plate. It's a whole different game without that defense. And Anthony Rizzo, that's what he brings. Even if he were to fall off a cliff batting-wise, which he won't because he's too disciplined of a hitter, he does the right things when he's behind in the count. He battles. Gets right-handed pitching, left-handed pitching. He's on base is too good. But even if he were to be an atrocious hitter, he's so good defensively that you forget well, what it's like to have a great defensive first baseman. Like Mark Teixeira was great. And that was five years ago the Yankees had him. And since then, it's been a rotating door, revolving door at first base. Anthony Rizzo saved the game with his stop of the ball in the ninth inning on the second out on the grounder that he stopped, picked up, ran over to first to tag it, saved the game on the scoop, did an awesome job. And Andrew Velazquez, I mean, he was the hero of the series. Where would the Yankees have been this series without him? The Bronx kid called up, been with the Rays, been with the Indians, been with the Orioles, gets a chance with the Yankees here. And it's not going to be an extended chance once guys are healthy, but in the time he has played, he's been awesome. Another two hits on Wednesday night, another two RBIs, amazing plays in the field, especially the game-ending play. He's running, stealing bases. There's <laughs> nothing he hasn't done as a Yankee in limited playing time, in limited chances. And it sucks that a guy who's done more than Tyler Wade has in his career in a few days or that Gleyber Torres has done in two years is going to get sent down here eventually while Tyler Wade maintains his roster spot. It's bullshit. But that's how the Yankees operate, and they wouldn't be these Yankees without operating like that. It's the same team that sent Greg Allen down so they could keep Jonathan Davis. They sent Steven Ridings down so they could keep Nick Nelson. They're just about roster depth, not about fielding the best team. Not about having guys earn their playing time, but Andrew Velasquez has done that. He's been awesome. And as long as Glaber Torres is out, he should be the everyday shortstop. Fuck Tyler Wade. I don't want to see Tyler Wade. I know he's been great here for a week or two. What about all the games he's played since 2017? He had a good week or two. Not had a good season or two. Andrew Velasquez, I'd love to see this kid play every day until Glaber Torres is back. Because even if he's not hitting, you know the defense is there. You know he's not going to fuck up in the infield and the and the offense has been there the big R, the big uh rbi single in the day game of the doubleheader two rbis on wednesday night yankees needed that insurance run he provided before chapman came in they needed it yeah he's been great um you know we're excited to bring him up you know he he uh i think endeared himself to our room in spring training i think everyone enjoyed getting to know him and you know seeing his skill set uh, up close, um, and then obviously going down and having a really strong season in AAA. You know he can he's he can really play short, but he has the defensive versatility to move around. You see the speed that he has, and and he can swing the bat a little bit. So um, he's gotten some big hits for us here. Obviously, the last couple days, um, and played really well in in helping us win games. So the Yankees win, and they just continue to hand the Red Sox a collapse that really isn't surprising. This Red Sox team isn't good. Their rotation sucks. Their bullpen is shaky. And their lineup features three hitters that for some reason Alex Cora bats three, four, five, gives away two at-bats before those guys even get a chance. That's their team. It's not a good team. It's a team that was expected to finish fourth place before the season started. And now it looks like they're headed there. The 162 games will weed out the frauds, and the Red Sox are a fraud team. It's nice they beat the shit out of the Orioles last week, swept them. Play the Yankees, biggest series of the season, get swept. And they have a lot of games left with the Rays, so it's going to be a lot of rooting for the Red Sox here over the next six weeks. 
because the Yankees need the Rays to lose games and they're not losing to the Orioles. Orioles haven't won since they lost to the Yankees two weeks ago. That was a long time ago. They've lost 14 in a row and the Rays get them again on Thursday and then they get three against them next week. Then they're done. Thankfully, they're done because you have to assume the Rays are going to win all four games against Baltimore. If Baltimore wins one of those four games, it's enormous because I've paced out what I think will play out, how I think the season will play out, the remainder of the season for the Yankees, Red Sox, and Rays, and I have them sweeping the Orioles because that's how bad the Orioles are. The Orioles get leads in these games in the first, second inning, and they're gone in the blink of an eye. The two-run lead in the first inning on Wednesday, I'm thinking, okay, Yankees can win this game. They could be four back. You go shut the MLB app, open it up again, and the lead's gone. So Tampa's got Baltimore on Thursday. Then they've got the White Sox this weekend, while the Yankees have the Twins, who aren't any good. Red Sox have the Rangers. But I'm not worried about the Red Sox anymore. They're they're fading. They're going to be out of this thing. They can battle the A's or the Mariners or whatever they want to do for the second wild card. My focus is on getting the division, getting to the ALDS. No one-game playoff. We do not want that. You do not want to burn Garrett Cole in one game and then have to go on the road to Tampa or Chicago or Houston and not have Cole available until game three or four of the series. That's not what you want. So you have to look at the Rays here with Baltimore, then the White Sox, then the Phillies, then the Orioles. This next week and a half, you need to get help from the White Sox. You need to get help from the Phillies. Then they have Boston for four, Minnesota for three, Boston for three, Detroit for three, Toronto for three, Detroit for four, Toronto for three. That's enormous. Need the Red Sox, need the White Sox, need the Tigers and Blue Jays to help the Yankees out. Because the Yankees are doing their part. They're taking care of their own business. They're going, they're beating good teams. They take two out of three in Chicago. They sweep the Red Sox. They took three out of four of the Mariners who are back in the wild card race now after momentarily being out. They're doing their job. They just need the Rays' help. And not only that, but they need Aaron Boone's help. Because Aaron Boone continues to make wild bullpen decisions in these enormous games. He said, we didn't have much down there tonight talking about going to Britain, going to Chapman, you know, then going to Licky. We didn't have much down there tonight. There's 41 fucking games left. Everyone needs to be available every game, every game, because every game is that important. Every win is the difference. Not just now, the whole season. People forget that. Every game counts the same. Opening day counts just as much as last night. And every game is important. And the difference between you making the postseason or fucking not. They can't be holding guys back. Everyone's had enough time off. Everyone's been injured. They've had COVID. They've been missing time. They don't need any more time off. He's already alluded to the fact that Anthony Rizzo, you're probably not going to see him on Thursday night because he came back and he played one game. And this is what the Yankees do when someone comes back from injury or illness. They play a game, they get a game off, play two games, get a game off. Like that matters at all. Like there's any proof that that's going to keep someone healthy or prevent injury. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just some nonsensical fucking idiotic thing the Yankees do. So don't be surprised if you don't see Rizzo Thursday and you see Voight back in there. And Voight should be in there. Voight talked about this on Tuesday night. I talked about on the podcast yesterday how he deserves to play. And yes, he does. He's one of the best hitters on the team. He deserves to play. And the very first chance that Aaron Boone has to put Voight and Rizzo in the same lineup, he doesn't. He takes Voight out so he can play fucking Brett Gardner in the outfield and put John Carlos Stanton at the H. John Carlos Stanton can play the outfield. He can do it. He's done it for a long time. He needs to play the outfield. Brett Gardner being in this lineup does not give the Yankees the best chance to win. Until Gleyber Torres and Gio Urshela come back, then Odor and Velazquez can be in there, and the other seven cannot change, should not change. Rizzo and Voight should both be playing. Not rotating, 
not platooning, whatever the fuck he thinks he's doing with Voight and the DHR. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Just put the best lineup out there. Win these games. Win the division. Aaron Boone's job is on the line here. <laughs> Does he not realize that? Not reaching the playoffs, losing in the wildcard game will cost him his job. You would think that he would do everything possible to not have that happen, to continue to be manager of the New York Yankees, a job he never should have gotten, a job he doesn't belong in. But now that he has it, why wouldn't he want to keep it? So the bullpen management needs to be better. The lineup choices need to be better. And I get it. The Yankees have been winning, doing what they're doing. But so don't you want to have the best possible roster? Don't you want to have your players in the best possible position to succeed? Don't you want to start giving your relievers clean innings? Don't you want to stop trying to steal outs and steal innings? Don't you want to do everything you can to win the division? Getting into the wildcard game is not an accomplishment. It's an embarrassment for a team that was expected to represent the American League in the World Series, and that's not to say if they go to the wildcard game, they can't still do that. But your chance at getting there is greatly diminished when you have to get through a one-game playoff and burn your number one starter before then advancing to play a better team in a short series without your number one starter for the first few games. The Yankees need to win the division. They need to. That's the goal. The goal isn't to be happy that you passed the collapsing Red Sox and that you might host the wildcard game for the third time since 2017, only avoiding it in 2019. That's not an accomplishment. So the Yankees are in a great spot here. They fought back. To get to 96 wins after the All-Star break, they need to go 50-23. and 23. That's down to 27-14. and 14. They are under winning two out of every three. That's how much they've erased of the damage they did in the first half of the season. Don't stop now. Keep it going. The Twins for four here this weekend. The Braves for two. Out to Oakland for four next week. It's a big couple weeks here. And really, it's a big six weeks. And it's fun to watch this team again. It's fun to feel good about this team. The pre-deadline Yankees were not fun. They weren't good. They weren't balanced. They weren't a contender. The trades for Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo changed that. It made them a good team. It gave them balance. It made them a contender. And you're seeing it. Every night, I feel like they're going to win. Before the deadline, every night I felt like they were going to get shut out. This season is starting to have that special feel to it. It really is. And it will really get special if they come all the way back to take the division from the Rays. And to do that, they need to get this thing tied before the final weekend of the season and then win that last weekend series against the Rays. So they have 38 games to erase this five-game deficit unless they plan on sweeping the Rays that last weekend which will be very hard to do. 38 games to a race five. Bring it tied to the Bronx on the last weekend of the season. That's what these next six weeks are about. The Yankees sweep the Red Sox. Stay at home here this weekend. Four-game series against the Twins. Big things are happening for these Yankees. And after nearly four months of bad baseball, it's been nearly one full month now of good baseball. That'll do it for today. Yankees, Twins on Thursday night at the stadium. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.